we're talking with Rob Hood from Ameritron here, and Rob's going to give us a tour of the plant. Uh, Rob, I use, right. uh, good to meet you, good I use you. Ameritron amplifier myself. I have the AL811H, and I really like the little amp. A11H is our best-selling unit. Too. That's what I've often heard. It's probably the best-selling amplifier on and the market, we period. We sell more of those than anything else that we build. Yeah. We probably build, I don't know, probably 60 or so a month. Wow, that's a lot so, of amplifiers. <laughs> depends on, I mean, it depends on production, too. Yeah. We have more people working on that line now than we've had in the past as well. Yeah. we keep on having a lot of orders for them. and. Keep on having more demand for them. So. Well, at the price and the price of the tubes that are in it, you can't mm -hmm. hardly beat it. Mm -hmm. yeah, you're talking about sixty dollars for a set of tubes. Yeah, that's. And how can you beat that? And <laughs> even if you replace those tubes with 572 Bs, which are more durable, mm -hmm. more heat tolerant, uh, you're still talking less than two hundred dollars for wow. a set of four. Yeah, it's amazing. They're 3276 each is what they run. So these are the, the uh, power supplies for the solid state amplifier. Uh -huh. This is actually the choke that goes in them right here and there's a, a larger transformer that supplies your, your 50 volt line and your 12 volt line and all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and she builds those here. And the amplifier that goes with that supply will be this ALS 600 here. And that's 600 watts? It's 600 watts PEP or about 500 watts P down. Okay. And everything that's happening with your amplifier tells, this remote tells you. It's got your lighted watt meter. Mm -hmm. It oh, no. shows you that your power's on, you're transmitting, it shows you if it's going into overload or if something's wrong. You turn the amp on and off with it. Mm -hmm. So everything that's going on with your amp, you got it away. You can tell on this. And so this being a solid state amp, all you have here is a band switch and no tuning to right. worry with. And well, also, not only do you not have any tuning, but uh, this little unit here is called an interface. Originally made for the mobile unit. Mm -hmm. But now that we have remote on this unit, you can use it to automatically change bands for you. You don't even have to change bands anymore. You just hook this to your radio and it changes automatically when you change on the radio. Okay. okay. And the same goes with the mobile unit that's for 500 watts. Put this in the back somewhere and not have to worry about an amp sitting there you right. know, on the seat or in the console or anything. And they could just have one small unit up there on their dash. So this is a 12 volt amplifier? Right. And the other one is a 50 volt? Is right. that right? Right. Okay. Now it's wired, the, the power supply is 50 volts, but it actually runs off 120 or 240. Yeah, yeah. And both of them have an overload protection where if you're on the wrong band, different band from your radio, it will automatically cut off to save the uh, finals. It also has a thermal overload if it gets too hot. The amp yeah. will run, the fan will run, but you cannot key the relay. Okay. It'll cool itself down. It has a thermal control fan in it that doesn't run all the time because it's hooked to your car battery. And if you left the amp True. on, it'd run your battery down overnight. Yeah. We usually have a metal lathe that we wind the coils on and we just cut them to length as we need it. Mm -hmm. And all of these little toroids and things 
they have to wind every one of these by hand. Nothing I is see. nothing is a uh, machine around here. It's all by hand. On this side is the uh, what you were asking about the 811 and 811H line. We have more people on this line than any other line here. Well, it'd be in your we most sell popular. More, yeah. But this is the three tube version being put together here. And you can tell that it's the smallest tube amplifier that we have. It's about four inches shorter than the 811H simply because there's not a chassis in here for the tubes. They're not neutralized and don't need to be so we can save space. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is shorter. I think the whole amp weighs about 35 pounds. So is it essentially the same components and just mm -hmm. one extra tube in the, in the H model? Well, in the H model, is a little bit of difference because you have to have a neutralized circuit for oh, the tubes. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's why it's bigger. It has a chassis. You have a whole transformer here and a circuit underneath for the tubes to be neutralized so they don't oscillate. Okay, now is this you just don't have that on the 811 because it's just not needed. It just doesn't build up enough power right. that it would oscillate. Right. Are they both grounded grid designs? Mm -hmm. Sure are. And of course, this one is the 600 watt model. Right. And the 800, the 811H is the 800 watt model. And that's PEP. Now this board here, there will be a choke that goes here for the filament, the filament choke. And you have your bias circuit and your transformer connections here for your bias and your 12 volts. And then you have your 120 volts and all that up here. Mm -hmm. You have your tuned input and your RF in and out all on one board in the 811 and 811H. They both use the same board. And this is the famous green wire that's right it. here. <laughs> we won't talk about what wire. that's for. <laughs> uh, the, only, the only ones that don't have this wire is the solid state units and they require a PC board to be installed for, oh, okay. for 10 meters. That's the transformer for an 811H. So all of your voltages, all of them are, are in this one, one transformer, transformer and it's okay. wired into that board that I just showed you. She's doing some final testing and putting some things together and all that. And you can see that she's got the tubes in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, and you see the transformer, how it's mounted. See, these are your 12 volt uh, wires here. And then you, your filament wires are these green ones. So you see this and it goes through this filament choke up under there to light your tubes up. Mm -hmm. And of course these wires up here would be for your 110 and 240 and, and all of those voltages. And like I said, it ranges from 105 to 250. Okay. So if you're in a different country, some countries have a low volt, like 100 volts, mm -hmm. and you'd have to rewire it for that. Well, that's the question but I had for you. I'm, I'm just running mine on uh, 110, 120 volts. Mm -hmm. Would there be any benefit to me switching it over to 220? Mm -hmm. There would. It's more efficient. It doesn't drop as much current on your AC line. Uh-huh. So uh, it would actually produce more power with less drive because hmm. you're not pulling as much current. I think you're I'll not, change it. You're not dropping <laughs> the voltage on your line down as right, much. Right, right. Normally there's a jumper from, from F to E and from D to C, and you'd mm -hmm. remove those and just jump her E to D right here, and that's basically 240. Okay. That's all Easy there enough. is. Actually, I'm the repair tech here, and uh, but recently I've been doing some new stuff. I've been kind of short-handed lately, 
So I'm at, this is a brand new amplifier. It's the AL1500, it uses a 3.6, uh, 1500-8877 tube. It's a commercial tube, mm -hmm. so it's used in the medical industry and military and aviation and and all kind of uh, things. And it's it's an American-made tube. It's made in California by IMAC. Okay, it's IMAC then. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's the it's best. It's IMAC. And it's an EBM blower in here, so it's made in Germany. It's a okay. German blower. Uh, the, Transformer is a Peter Dahl Hypersil. It weighs about 35 pounds. This whole thing weighs about 75 pounds. So this is all commercial grade components in this mm -hmm. amp. Mm -hmm. Sure is. And it has a little, the, you remember the LS600 I said that it had the overload in it, mm -hmm. the board that keeps it from overloading itself. Right. Now this one has it too. If the grid current goes too high, That'll shut it'll it down. trip itself. And all you do is go from your, like if you're in operate already and it mm -hmm. trips, you go like that just to reset, just reset it and then increase your load. What it's doing is telling you that your load is too low. Okay. Increase it to drop your grid current down so that it doesn't damage that $950 tube. Yeah, we wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> But, uh, that's the top of the line model there, and it's, it runs about $3,300. It's we don't sell as many of those as we do those $600 units. <laughs> yeah, I w wouldn't think so. <laughs> so, It'd but it, be it's the serious. top of the line model. We sell quite a few of them, though, more than more than most people think we sell of them. Of course, this is an, an 811A tube, mm -hmm. it's the most popular one. It's buy a set of these, like I said earlier, for about 60 bucks for four. These are about $150 for And that's four. the 572B? Right. You can see that the plate, or the this right here, the graphite is much thicker. Yeah, it is. And also it's got a higher plate rating too. Okay. Uh, and they'll they'll interchange. If I want right. to put a, a heavier duty tube, I can just put this one into my 811A right. tube. You can. It won't put any more power out, right. but it'll last a lot it'll longer. Last a lot longer. It's more heat tolerant. You'll burn this tube up before you will that one. Yeah. Where, where the 811H will do 800 watts with four of these. You have another amp that uses four of these, don't you? It'll do 30, 1300 watts. Yeah. Wow. And but it, the plate's a thousand volts higher. Yeah. It's twenty seven hundred versus seventeen hundred. Yeah. And the other tubes here? Uh this one is the one that I just showed you, the eighty eight seventy seven, the commercial tube. Mm hmm And it's the top of the line model the uses the Yale fifteen hundred that we just looked at. That's three CX uh fifteen hundred. Right. This one is a 1200, which is 3CX 1200 A7. They have an A7 and a D7. The D7 is much more expensive, but it's much more rugged. But this is already a commercial grade tube used in x-ray machines or right. uh, AM transmitters or anything else like that. And uh, it's about $1,100 for one of these brand new. You can tell this was an old one because it's it's kind of rusty. We didn't want to yeah. put a new one down here. Yeah, I can understand. Fear of someone dropping it, and it's $1,100. So it's, uh, this one here is not as popular, but we have an amplifier. We don't have it built here today because we we don't build but about eight or ten of them a year. Mm -hmm. It's called the AL800 and 800H. 
The 800 uses one of these, which is a 3CX800 tube, and we have one that uses two of these. Two of these are equal to one of these. Okay. So, so you're you looking at about 1,200 watts out on this. Okay. Two of these, even though the legal limit's 15, it'll actually do about 22. Okay. And that, the, two of those would probably last longer than one of these? About the same. About the same. Yeah. Uh, I've seen, the oldest one I've ever seen was 16 years old on this one, on the 1200 okay. tube. It was 16 years old and it was still good. Wow. And I asked the guy, I said, you must really be light on this. He said, nope, use it every day wide open. <laughs> so they average lifespan on these ceramic tubes. Average, I would say, is 10 or 12 years. That's not bad. If you're using, you know, like AM or Ready or something really heavy contrasting, you're not going to get the surface out of it well, that you would on sideband. Yeah. In a broadcast transmitter, you might get 12 to 18 months out of those. Right. This is the 3500ZG, the graphite. Mm -hmm. They used to be zinc, and okay. they changed it to graphite because it uh, tolerates more heat. Okay. It takes it longer to heat up, and, and it's just more durable that way. We used to use four of those in a 1,000-watt AM transmitter. What kind of power do you get out of them? About 1,000 watts. A piece? Mm -hmm. Wow. Now we have one unit that uses two of these. Okay. And uh, we don't have one here today. We don't have any filter in stock. We're behind on those, but it puts out 1,500 watts. It'll actually do about 18, hmm. close to 19. What kind of life do they get out of those tubes? Uh, anywhere from five, five to seven years. That's still good because we wouldn't get but a year out of them. You're, you know. you're talking about $185 a piece for these. Yeah and they have a year warranty on all of our tubes and amplifiers have a year warranty this is the mrf 150 it says maycom on it but motorola actually makes it it's the uh little it's the power unit that goes in the solid state amplifier mm -hmm. the 600 watts both amps use this one same one? uh no sir just the als 600 the mobile unit uses the toshiba 2879c okay and this is worth 150 watts. Wow. That's <laughs> this small. actually takes the place of that. So yep. you can get 600 watts out of four of these. Probably That's get 1,200 watts out of eight of them. A lot so, of folks call those a pill, huh? It's actually, it's pretty small, but they're relatively expensive. They're about $55 each for that. Yeah. So if you have these to go out, you're looking at $350 to replace them. Okay. And this is uh, a Peter Dahl transformer. That's a Peter Dahl Hyperseal transformer, and it weighs about 35 pounds. And it goes in all of our uh, bigger units, the mm -hmm. AL-1200, AL-1500, and the AL-82, which is the unit that uses two of these 3500s. Okay. Uh, and we've probably been we've been using these since the early early 80s, and I think we've had two to fail. Yeah, well, I'm I'm very familiar with that company. They're using all the commercial they're, transmitters. They're the best transformer company out there. Yeah, we can tell you that we've out of everything we've ever done, you know, out of 16 or 18 years of service, and you have two to fail. 
Yeah. You're not going to get better than that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so uh, the rest of the transformers that we use are made in Indiana by a company called Indiana Transformer Company. Okay. And they've been pretty reliable. We used to use Schumacher, and we went back in 2003, we changed companies. So y'all build a Mirage meters. here, too? Mm -hmm. Now, MFJ builds the majority of the Mirage amplifiers, but there's mm -hmm. three models, the 1018, the 2518, and the 5018 that we build here. And they're all 160-watt amplifiers for two okay. meters. And uh, we, MFJ surface mounts most of the small parts. Then they send the board over to us. We mount the larger parts in here and do the final testing and shipping on them. And we sell from, well, you can tell from our boards, and we sell quite a few of those. Yeah, it looks to be pretty popular. We usually don't have much stock on those. They usually sell pretty quick. And this little unit here is a eight position antenna switch. You wow. can use one input for eight outputs. And what this is the outdoor version. This is what goes on your, when you buy one, it comes with these two okay. and a 12 volt adapter to plug into it, a wall board. Okay, this goes up on your tower. You can use eight different antennas with it and it'll mount just like this right here mm -hmm. on your tower. And then inside your shack, you can control it with this and it tells you which antenna's online. Mm -hmm. That's and neat. Uh, this is actually what the inside of this looks like. Of course, it's not mounted on anything right now, it's just the board, but it uses right. those small little sealed relays. You don't have to worry about climbing up to your tower and cleaning your relay because it's sealed. What kind of wattage will this switch handle? It'll handle 5kW. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty stout little relay then. It sure is. This is a 16 amp relay. Wow. And there's a version that we call lightning protected. It has each little port or each little output port has a little lightning arrestor across it and a bleeder okay. resistor. It's made more for static charge. Static grain. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it just, it, what it does, it protects those relays from sticking. Okay, yeah. This is a little interface buffer, and we have a lot of customers that call and ask what this is and if they need it or not. And to answer that question, it depends on what kind of equipment you have. If you have a, a real old radio, you don't need it. But if you have one of these newer ones, especially the mobile radios, like the mobile ICOMs and Yesus, mm -hmm. you need it. What it does, it's a buffer that goes between the amplifier and the radio and it prevents the amplifier's current from drawing too much in the radio and sticking the relay closed. Okay. So it acts as a, a interface a, between the two. Kind of takes all the load off. Mm-hmm. And it's solid state, there's no relay in it, it's all transistors and diodes and one little op-amp. Okay. So it's no relays or anything to clean, it's all solid state and these run about $50. Over here is where they build the top-of-the-line model, the AL1500. You can see that it's pretty big and it's also heavy even though it doesn't have the transformer in it. And uh, you can see that they use a board in it like I showed you up front. That little board right here is the overload board. And uh, 
it prevents the if you overdrive it or if you or if you tune it wrong, it won't damage the tube. It'll shut off all the current to the relay. Well, we can see you're using Cornell doubler capacitors right. too, so That's still more commercial grade stuff. That's all yeah. we use in those two wafer switch, and uh, we mount it in its own chassis. And on the other side, there's another switch. Okay. It's a wafer. And that's for the tuned input goes in there. Mm -hmm. So your band switch and your tuned input is all in one little chassis that mounts in there. Just mm -hmm. bolt it in. Yeah, as you change the bands on an amplifier, you not only have to tune the output, you've got to tune the input as well. So. Not necessarily. Most of the inputs are pre-tuned from the factory. Well, I mean, when you turn the switch, you're right. in effect tuning it. Right, right, right. Now, on these, like on 160 and 80 meters, we don't use doorknobs anymore because doorknobs heat up and they drift. Hmm. So you may see your power drop or go up or it may just change as it heats up and cools off. So we use chip capacitors. Believe it or not, that's rated at 7,000 volts on this. Wow. <laughs> and there are 1,400, uh, I believe they are. Well, there are 470 Pico is what they are. And uh, they don't drift at all. You can heat them up and they won't drift. And over here, she's building an AL80B amplifier. It's kind of far from being finished right now. And how many watts is this one? It's a thousand watts. And it uses that single 3500Z. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the power supply board to it is kind of different because it doesn't use three or four different kind of boards. Everything is on one board. You have okay. your inrush current protection mm -hmm. on this right here. Then you have your RF in and out, your bias line, your rectifier, and your filtering all on one board rather okay. than separating. It saves space, it saves money, it's easier to work on, and uh, it just, you can kind of get it all in one area without, you know, it, it helps in the design as well. You know, it, like I said, it doesn't take up as much space. Yeah. And those are the same capacitors that we use in all of our amplifiers. Okay. Same ones. Of course, you got your your high voltage and your reflected power, which is also your forward power out, your ALC and all of that, all in one. So you peak it on the plate and then peak the load? Right, and then go back and touch them up. And, yeah, and that's between it. Between the two. Two minutes, you're done or less. And uh, this is the same model. I'm just showing how the transformer is bolted in and how this board that I just showed you all goes together. This little ribbon is kind of like a computer cable ribbon. Mm -hmm. Now it runs down to another board which controls your metering circuit. Okay. And then of course these are your high voltage your you know, taps and your taps for your 120 and 240 and your fan and all of that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And as you can tell on this side of it, we put the tank circuit on a board. Oh, okay. On a PC board. And then that way we can, you know, it, it kind of reduces space mm -hmm. by having everything in one area. And the fan sits right there. Right. The fan, it blows across the tube, but it also has an opening over here pulls air in across the transformer and blows out across the tube and keeps it all cool. Mm -hmm. And of course you have your tuned input and all of that in the back of this amplifier. Some of them's in the front, some of them's in the side, some of them's in the back. This one happens to be in the back.
And right here, we have a machine that we turn coils. These are your tuned input coils. Mm -hmm. And we wind these turns with this little machine here. It's almost like a sewing machine. You set your number, and then there's a foot switch that you just step on, and it'll stop when it gets through. Huh. Uh, and then these are your little, not many Slugs. people know what's in there, but that's the slug that goes in them. And depending yeah. on how many turns and what size the wire is, as to what kind of slug goes in it. And that's how y'all tune it here at the factory. Right. Now, when we put these in the app and we go and test them, we'll actually you know, tune them down from the factory. And it's rarely rare that you'll ever have to retune them. Yeah. This little machine is our metal lathe. We wind all of our, our tank circuit coils, our plate chokes, filament chokes, and everything on here. You can see that this is a filament choke. Hmm. And we wind, this is like magnet wire. Yeah. And uh, if you scratch this and you put it in the amp, it'll, it'll short it out <laughs> and it'll smoke wow. <laughs> big time. <laughs> And uh, there's a ferrite tube that runs through. I can't get it out because it's too tight, but there's a ferrite in here. Mm -hmm. And then we'll put some heat shrink tubing over that. And this is what is used to light your tubes up from okay. your filament. So your filament transformer will be on one side and your wires to your filament of the tubes will be on the other side. And of that this. keeps the RF the choke. from running back down into your power supply. Mm -hmm. We wind those here and we wind uh, most of our large coils here. Rob, I really appreciate you showing us around and our viewers a little bit about Ameritron here. Uh, we've learned quite a bit, and uh, I can see now that I've really been in the factory and I see what components you're using. Mm -hmm. Y'all are using the right stuff for these amps. So. And all of it's hand-built, and we don't have anything that we ship off to any other place to get built. We do it here, all of our, ourselves by hand. Right in Starkville, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. It's all put together here, wired here. Most of the stuff have you seen here and the other buildings are handmade except mm -hmm. for the surface mount and a few other things. Right. Well, we've really enjoyed the whole tour and, and learned quite a bit. Wayne, what do you think about all this, man? Pretty impressive. If you were going to buy an amplifier now, where would you go? Uh, probably here. Probably here. So. It's uh, close to home and having met all the people that are here. At, yeah. Uh, it seems to be where I'd probably want to go. And, and for me, seeing what components are using in it, I recognize all this stuff. And, and this is commercial grade stuff. This is not cheap junk. That's true. That is true. And uh, of course, I'm somewhat of an idiot on that stuff. But it, uh, it's impressive to me. And I'll take your word for it as well as these fine people here. OK. I think uh, we've had an enjoyable visit here these past couple of days with MFJ and High Gain and Ameritron, as well as ARRL. Uh, uh, day in the park festivities that are going on. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun and uh, maybe we can do it again. Yeah, I think if we hurry we can get over there and get some chicken for lunch. We better hurry. <laughs>